What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Biz DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Easter weekend, and yes, I want to be at Big Mama's eating mac and cheese, too, at church, at the mall, brunching with my girlfriends, but... This pandemic is not over. New York, New Jersey, Florida are all seeing a spike in cases. Hospitalizations in Michigan are through the roof. So just a reminder to stay masked and socially distanced, or better yet, just stay at home. This weekend is the best to salute her, presented by Toyota and AARP. And if you miss our throwback interview with Denise Williams, you can catch it next hour. Cafe Mocha begins now. Cafe Mocha kicked off the first Salute Her Awards of the year, and Terry Ellis of En Vogue joined us to present an award to her sister from another mister. This woman, my bestie, Holly Robinson-Pete, is truly, truly one of a kind. In addition to touching people through her gifts as an actress, she's a philanthropist and a phenomenal mother and wife. Through our many years of friendship, I've only seen her selflessly serve and uplift others. In this pandemic, the needs have never been more pressing. It absolutely blows me away knowing that she's been doing this work for over 20 years. This is why I love her, and this is why she's my sister for life. Hey everybody, it's Holly Robinson P, and I just want to say thank you so much for this beautiful award. Look how gorgeous it is. I want to shout out all the phenomenal trailblazers during Women's History Month. Keep doing what you do. I'm inspired by all of you. I want to uh, encourage everyone to support Mocha Cares Foundation and the work that they do. And I want to thank you all for supporting Holly Rudd Foundation, my charity for autism and Parkinson's disease. Uh, I always say that I wouldn't change my son who has autism for the world, but I would try to change the world for my son. And I want to thank you all for changing the world for so many. So thank you so much. This is beautiful. It's heavy. Ooh workout and I love you all so much thank you we love you too Holly and people in the ATL know all about slutty vegan Pinky Cole started with just a food truck and now has three restaurants all while giving back to the communities hardest hit by the pandemic that's why she won the powerhouse award being a powerhouse to me means more than just an award it means being someone who's impactful who's breaking barriers and cracking the glass ceiling of what society tells us as women that we cannot be. Opening my business means more than just selling burgers and fries. I get to utilize my platform and resources to uplift my community, along with my foundation, the Pinky Cole Foundation. And a powerhouse for me means not making money, but literally creating a legacy for my family, for my friends, and for the people who know and love me. So again, thank you, Cafe Mocha. Thank you to the Salute Her Awards. I will continue to walk in my power and I will continue to walk in my pain. Check out the full awards show at saluteher.com. Coming up next hour, we've got Denise Williams.
This is the Best of Cafe Mocha Salute. Her awards presented by Toyota and AARP. We honor Deneen Milner with the Champion for Children Award. She's the creator of the brand My Brown Baby. You might not recognize her name right off, but Deneen co-wrote Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man with Steve Harvey, wrote books with Charlie Wilson, Taraji P. Henson, but her biggest success is as a mom. I've been thinking a lot about motherhood and the motherhood journey and what it means to shine a light on the beauty of black children. I'm in the middle of writing a novel about black motherhood and specifically it examines the ties that bind and whether or not one needs to have a blood relationship with the child in order to um, love that child fully and with abandon. Um, as the child of adoption, I know that you don't have to be related to someone by blood in order to um, love them big and expansive. And I know that because I was raised by two incredible people, Betty and James Milner, who adopted me and my brother and then proceeded to be the best parents that anybody could ever be to a child. And it's this that I think about when I'm doing my work on behalf of black children, specifically um, doing the work that helps us shine a light on black mothers, black fathers, black children outside of stereotype um, to talk about the beauty of us and the joy of us, the God of, in us and why it's so important to shine a light on those things because we are so much bigger than somebody's stereotype. And so I'm deeply grateful that someone actually noticed this work and is honoring this work um, and giving me the, the wings to fly and, and to do more uh, in this space as a, a mother, of course, of two beautiful daughters as a writer, as an editor, as a, the head of an imprint, and all of the different things that I do to celebrate Black children and motherhood. Deneen Milner of MyBrownBaby.com. This is the Best of Salute Her, presented by Toyota and AARP. It's the Best of Cafe Mocha Salute Her Awards presented by Toyota and AARP. And we all know who helped drive voters to the polls in Georgia. Grassroots organizations like Black Voters Matter, led by Latasha Brown. She was one of our honorees and accepted her Salute Her Award by singing to us. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me around. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to freedom's land. I am so incredibly grateful to be among the awardees, uh, honorees tonight, to receive the Salute Her 2021 Awards. You know, black women have always stood on the vanguard of change. We push for our children, for our families, for ourselves to make sure that our humanity is respected and recognized, that we've been on the vanguard of fighting for democracy and the women's suffrage movement all the way to the civil rights movement. But oftentimes our legacy and our contributions go ignored or overlooked. So I'm very, very grateful tonight to be able that my work is recognized, the work that I lead with Black Voters Matter, the work that we are doing to build power and spread love in our community. 
So thank you all for acknowledging the work of women. I think this is a moment for us to use our voice, that we lift up our voices and speak truth to power. But we also set a vision, a vision using our radical reimagining nations of how we want to see our world, how we want to see our communities, how we want to build a nation that is equitable and inclusive and just. And most importantly, that we're rooted in this value of love, that fundamentally that the work we do, it is all in service of for the love of humanity. So thank you. Continue to let your light shine. This is the best of the Salute Her Awards presented by Toyota and AARP. Go to SaluteHer.com for the whole show. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Alani Love and Yo-Yo on the line. Have we have been celebrating this woman since she was little niecey. She's a four-time Grammy Award winner. She's got multiple platinum records. Denise Williams is on the line. Thank you so much for joining us on Cafe Mocha. Oh, it is my pleasure to be here with you ladies. This is good. I am so excited. Um, You know, I have to fangirl out. A little girl in the projects. It was the uh, Rec Mm -hmm. Center talent show. And I won by lip syncing your song, Free. (laughs) All right. Okay, good. Then you and I have history now, see? I didn't think it. I just lip syncing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You know, take us take us back to Gary, Indiana, and what gave you, you know, small town, city, the idea that you could become a famous singer. When did that when did that start percolating for you? Well, you know, I really didn't know that. Um, I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, and my cousins could sing, and when they sang, folks, you know, ran around the church and got slain in the spirit. When I sang, they got quiet and listened and cried. And I thought, oh, God, what am I, you know, I'm not in the reaction I wanted. And so, I, honestly, it was not until I joined Stevie Wonder as a background singer that it began to dawn on me that I had something. But um, I grew up in a musical family in church in Gary, Indiana, and it was great. You know, we could not afford vocal lessons, so... That's where you learn pitch and tone and singing with other singers. And then uh, a lot of what I do, most of what I do, uh, I'm imitating my mom. I'm, I, my mom would not sing out in public, but when she hit the shower, it was on. Mm. And so all that little, all that little stuff I do, the you know, all that little stuff comes from my mom. But just copying her and listening to her and and just singing in the church choir and, you know, eventually getting an opportunity to do background singing with Stevie and that opened it to a career. You've had some huge hits, um, but you've always managed to keep a pretty low profile. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it has worked for me. I did that purposely. I got off an airplane in, in um, Los Angeles I had a 14-month-old, a two-month-old, and $17 in my pocket. Wow. And so, you know, my entry into the business wasn't like, you know, the other people that had gotten the audition and um, gone to the audition for Stevie and won. I came in with children, so I could not, um, I was not interested in doing a whole lot of things that a lot of my peers were doing, you know, 
if I was hanging out at the bar, it was my living room, you know, and I was <laughs> drinking my drink and having a free concert as often as I liked. But it wasn't anything that I, you know, went out in public and did. And I, I really have enjoyed the balance in my life because I've been able to have a career, but I've also been able to have family life. And, and that means a lot to me. I mean, the music is so special, especially how it's touched people, but the music has only been a piece of my pie. It's not, I didn't make it or allow it to become the majority piece of my pie. And I did that by, by choice. We love you with it's going to take a miracle free blackbird. But um, how did your life change when your song Let's Hear It For The Boy was on the soundtrack for the movie Footloose? Oh, my God. Night and, <laughs> night and day. You know, I I would um, I would go out and I would have dinner and and with my family or, you know, lunch with my girlfriends or something. And. People were always would come up and say, you know, can we take a picture? Can we uh, have your autograph? And I would say, you know, sure. Uh, if you don't mind, are you guys just starting? Maybe after I eat, you know, I can come over to your table and hang for a minute and we can get that done. And people were always really very cool. But boy, when that less here for the boy came out, things changed. My mom and I was sitting at a... Um, at uh, a stoplight one day and school at this high school had just let out. And these kids were walking across the street and somebody recognized me from the uh, video and mm. they surrounded my car. And I said, listen, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for this, but uh-uh, I am not going to be like Michael Jackson at the Toys R Us with some buck teeth glasses and a, a Afro wig on his head. I said, I'm not up for that. So I thank you for this, but you know, I like, I like the really quiet. And <laughs> so it changed. It was incredible though. I mean, to see that door open up and they put out three singles on that project before let's hear for the boy came out. I kept saying, am I next? Am I next? Am I next? And they didn't do it, but it just jumped off of the project. Some DJ started playing it, and that was it. So that was that was pretty incredible, very incredible to see how I jumped from this audience to this audience, and now I'm over here. And it was wonderful. I mean, I love the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, of course. You know, and I also <laughs> loved when you um, did your duets with Johnny Mathis. How did that come oh. about? Well, I was uh, on the road. I was opening up for Earth, Wind and Fire because they produced the first project. And um, I got a call saying, you know, Johnny Mathis wants to do a duet and he's looking at all of the females on the label and your name has come up. Are you interested? I said, are you kidding? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, yeah, I've been rehearsing with him for years, standing in front of the television when he was on TV and I was harmonizing and singing with him. I said, yeah, I'm ready. But girl, this is the funniest part. So I told my mom, mom, I'm going to be going in the studio and working with Johnny Mathis. Girl, what am I going to wear? I got to get some a new dress. I, what am I, I said, you're not wearing nothing if you're going up in there like that. I'm not saying <laughs> My mother was so thrilled. And boy, when she met him, oh, my God, that was like one of the biggest things I could have ever done in my career was to uh, sing a song with Johnny Mathis and my mom 
you know, could meet him and things. And he was wonderful to work with. It was funny because he said, you know, I've never sang with anybody before. And you've sang with Roberta Flack and Stevie Wonder. And, you know, he said, just could you just tell me what to sing? I said, you want me to tell you what to sing? You're the legend. I'm the neophyte. And he says, no. He says, I don't know. So we went in there. He bought a bottle of wine. And after we had a couple of glasses of communion, we went in there and we had so much fun doing that. And I absolutely, to this day, just love him. I see him maybe once time a year and we'll do something together. But mm-hmm. he was amazing. And you know, Lonnie, what he taught me really um, was the power of humility. Because for him to have been such a huge artist at that time, and just to be so humble, it taught me the power of humility and grace. And I and I will always keep that forever I, because of his example in my life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's really interesting because I've been on radio, what now, almost four and a half decades. Yep. And I did not think that people would love the music and and be as wonderful and supportive as they have been. I have to thank the fans because it was not me. You know, when I, I was asking God, I said, God, if you give me a condominium on Lakeshore Drive in Chicago and a new Thunderbird every five years, I promise I won't beg you for nothing else. So <laughs> We put our bar so <laughs> low, don't we? <laughs> the Thunderbird. Yeah. Come on yeah. now. 
um, wanting to retire, saying that I'm not going to, you know, give these, you know, I'm going to give my legs a break. I'm going to go out on a high note <laughs> is what a lot of people intend to do. Um, however, you still look amazing. Your voice is still oh, thank pure you. and radiant as ever before. I mean, is it ever, I mean, you know, can you go forever? Can, you know, I mean, can our legends continue to prosper? You know, I, I will go as long as I can do it on a certain level because I know what people expect from me. People expect a high level of performance from me. They want to hear a certain thing from me, and I want to give them a certain thing. I don't want to give my the people that have loved me and supported me, I don't want to give them nothing less than my best. So as long as I can still vocally do what I'm able to do and I still look well and I'm still healthy, I believe I would do it because I've, I have gotten to the place where I said, as long as I'm healthy, you know, I'm emotionally healthy, I'm physically healthy, I'm vocally healthy, you know, as long as those things are going on and God continues to let me do that, I will continue on because one thing my youngest son said to me is, mom, if you can't sing or you, you know, you're not well, that's one thing but it would be an atrocity for you not to use the gift that God has given you. And hopefully I encourage others. There is longevity. I mean, I sat there the year left here for the boy came out and I gave it up because it was the year of Tina Turner with what's love got to do with it. And, uh, you know, left here for the boy was nominated for at, the, in, at least in three categories. But I said, I love Tina Turner. She has been somebody that I looked up to, and this has been a hard struggle for her. Let's give it to her. Yeah. And so I think that if you can still do it, then do it. I unfortunately have a lot of my peers that can't do it, and I wish they wouldn't do it. Do you find yourself? Do you, we ain't do saying find, no names. <laughs> do you find yourself, Miss Williams, humming any of this new music? Do you find yourself in the shower humming some of this new music you hear on the radio or do you even listen to the radio? I listen to the radio. I don't usually hum it in the shower, but when it comes on the radio, I'm singing with it. You know, I'm, I, I will sing along because there's some of the music that I do like, you know, some of it I don't, but that's okay because when we were coming up, my mom didn't like everything that my generation did. So that's going to be expected. Music is cyclical. We will enjoy some things and some things we won't. And that is the power of choice. But when I hear something and I like it, I'll hum along with it. I will, I'll go for it. If nothing else, to keep my chops up. All right. <laughs> Denise Williams, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure talking to you. We are huge fans. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And I look forward to one day us getting some hugs and meeting in person and being able to chat. And uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you guys for taking out the time to talk with me. Enjoy the music. Enjoy your evening. I'm getting ready to have me some communion. Okay. okay me too. God All bless right. you. <laughs> All right. I love her. All righty, All righty then. Take care, Miss Bye-bye. Take care, babies. Bye-bye. We got London on the track.
loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Thank you, ladies. This is Rashawn McDonald here from Money Making Conversation. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, Michael Eric Dyson. We talked about his latest book, Long Time Coming, Reckoning with Race in America, breaking down all the facts in brilliant detail about the racial events that have taken place in our country's history. Do I want to share the horror of what happened to Ahmaud Arbery? Yes. So I wanted to lay that out. Look, I did the, quote, spade work. I did the shoe leather on the pavement kind of work. Mm-hmm. I went and dug up the facts. I listened to the transcripts of what was happening there. I looked at the film. I looked at the breakdown. I looked at the timing. He had no possibility of self-defense. He had committed no crime and out of wanton disregard for his life and the stereotypical pursuit of a black man as an animal, they went and hunted him down and shot him and killed him. And I wanted every element of that to be brought to the fore, the detail to be rich so that people could understand exactly what went down. If you want to hear this full interview and more, visit moneymakingconversation.com. Keep winning. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. The trial against the officer who killed George Floyd began this week, and one of the first witnesses was a mixed martial arts fighter who begged cops to stop, and when that didn't work, he called for help. At some point, um, did you make a 911 call? That is correct. Uh, did call the police on the police. Right. And why did you do that? Because uh, I believe I witnessed a murder. Another powerful moment was the nine-year-old who witnessed what happened. How did it affect you? I was sad and kind of mad. And, and tell us, why were you sad and mad? Because it felt like it, he was stopping his breathing and it, it kind of like hurting him. One witness was clearly tormented and filled with regret. It's been nights. I stayed up apologizing and, and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not saving his life. That's the espresso. Happy Easter. Please stay safe, stay masked, and socially distanced if you go out. We're cooking an intimate little dinner right here at the house. No company, no eating out. Because most of this country is experiencing a fourth wave of COVID-19. That's right. In the words of Teddy Riley, it ain't over. The COVID ain't over. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.